Hello, everyone out there in the interwebs. It is I, Ginger. I am back, and it is good to be back. And I'm going to bring my boom down so you can hear me better. It. I am back. Finally, it is the first 9 p.m. Saturday broadcast in a very, very long time. And it feels good to actually be back on the normal schedule again. Work has finally calmed down since mid-August, and it looks like I'm going to be on a normal schedule at least for a few weeks, so we'll see how long that goes, but in the meantime, we're going to enjoy ourselves as much as possible, and as Mr. Clavin puts it, laugh our way through the fall of the Republic, and to help <laughs> us with that, we have uh, we have my friend, Pastor G, here to sit, and we're going to discuss some of the latest goings on in the election, and we might get into a little bit of the COVID stupidity as well, because as we know, that is never freaking ending. And don't worry, we'll talk some facts, we'll talk some rampant speculation, and it's going to be a good time for everybody. (laughs) So, Greg. (laughs) Amen to that. (laughs) Greg, so so welcome. It's been a while since you've been on. And oh oh my gosh, I I, I forgot to mention, uh, uh, Greg is also... For those who don't know, we're, we have also officially expanded Fighting the Void into a full network, and Greg here is part of is part of the team. He has got his own show, which is just simply Pastor G. It is a lot of his sermons, which are excellent, and uh, a few a little bit of cultural commentary here and there, and whatever yeah. else he decides to uh, you know cook up in the meantime. Oh yeah. It's like one big skillet. We throw, I throw a whole bunch of different things in there. Well, you know, that's the beauty of doing these little independent YouTube shows. We don't have to have a brand per se. We can just do whatever we want. And if that means we grow a little slower, you know what? I'm okay with it because um, I don't, I don't want to be a brand. Well, at that and, the more growth means more responsibility means, you know, a lot signing out a lot more autographs and stuff like that. You know, well, yeah, you know what? Yeah. You start to get recognized in the street and oh, people yeah. are constantly hassling you, you know, I mean, it, it just, it, it just wouldn't be good. It, it wouldn't be good for you to have women chasing you down the street in Hillsdale. No, no definitely not. <laughs> no, there's, there's so many, there's, that's wrong in so many levels, honestly. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh man. Gosh. Yeah, it some, would just be very improper. No, yeah, and you know, I I think pastors deal with enough scandals as it is. So, oh, good heavens, yes. Yeah, I don't, I I don't need hey. any more drama hey, on I, my shoulders. I, I, I'm, Catholic, I'm Catholic. Have you seen stuff from my pope in the last couple of years? <laughs> oh gosh, I Give feel so break. bad for you, dude. Uh, um, <laughs> it's like, like you know, it's like you know, buddy. Um, you're making it hard. <laughs> it's really hard to talk to anybody about. You should be Catholic. We have a Pope. I... No, uh, yeah, not that guy though. Um... No, I'm thinking. I, oh, I, I'm, I'm, I feel bad about your whole Pope situation. I really do. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan. The only thing he's been really hardcore on is abortion, and other than that, he, uh, he's a off kilter. <laughs> Put it that way. Wait, it's like it's like way you know, to be diplomatic there. Yeah, there you go. Diplomatic. That's 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 what I'm gonna be. But that actually isn't the point of this, although I could easily spend a whole show talking about uh about our about our holy father. And <laughs> um anyway. Uh, as, <laughs> moving on. Moving on quickly. <laughs> quickly and uncomfortably. Uh we're um so there have been some serious developments in 
the election shenanigans since the last show, certainly that I did, and even gosh, in the just the last couple of days, there have mm -hmm. been some serious like just stuff just flying around like crazy. I don't know how serious any of it is. I don't know how truthful any of it is because um by golly we live in 2020 and um unless it hits you in the face mm -hmm. it's hard to believe it's there. Yeah. So it's like, it's like the never ending election. Yeah. Um so let's start off with um probably the most solid thing which is what happened in Pennsylvania I think just yesterday. Uh, so are you up to speed on that? Yes, I actually okay. just watched a couple videos about that. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, bring, bring the audience up to speed. Well, basically, uh, the they went and talked to the lawmakers over there, the mm. Trump team, that yeah. the Trump lawyers did. And they are looking to try to halt, or actually looked at trying to rescind the um, uh, certification. So I, from what I remember, I guess Pennsylvania did certify, but they want to take it back for irregularities I, and such. I'm not sure that they actually fully officially certified. Right. Because they kind of, like, apparently the process isn't complete. Mm -hmm. And I know there's something fishy in the fact that they only certified the presidential election. election. They didn't right. certify everything down ballot. Right. Only the presidential one, which, to my knowledge, has never been done before. Right. And you see, that's the thing. How much, I mean... We're getting so much information thrown at us from so many different levels mm -hmm. that you don't know what's true. I'm trying to follow. I'm trying to follow up the Trump team and Sidney Powell both, mm, right. because I believe that they divided and conquered. Um, I mean, I could go more into that later because there's a lot of uh, we'll turmoil there, yeah, around definitely. that. But as far as the Trump team now, it seems like they're. I just watched a video. Jenna Ellis uh, talked to OH to OAN about. Pennsylvania and what they did there. And now they're going after Arizona doing the same exact thing instead of trying to go to the courts, which they've tried. And it seems like they're, they're hitting brick walls. Now they're going to um, the lawmakers and hoping the lawmakers can start kind of pushing their weight around to try to, to investigate these ballots and find out what's legal and what's not. I think there's something to that. I also, although I suspect, I, I don't know. I, I suspect that a lot of these cases that have been getting thrown out so quickly, mm -hmm. it could be, well, I guess there's three possible options as to why. Mm -hmm. One, they just genuinely don't have enough there for the judges to take it seriously. Right. And they're well within their rights to toss it out because that's right. the right thing to do in the case. That's the, obviously the most benign, less uh, society destroying way to look at it. That's right. The next is that they're essentially, you know, orange man, bad judges and going, I don't care what you bring. I'm throwing it out. You know, that's that's also possible. Right. Um, the other is that Trump team has enough, mm -hmm. but they're intentionally withholding it mm -hmm. and filing these lawsuits just literally to get them rejected. So that they can get to SCOTUS. Right. Yeah. Whereas, basically, basically whereas, like, a, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say basically get enough appeals to run it all the way up to the Supreme Court and right. let them decide what's going on. Yep. Um, because otherwise which, they might, they might find themselves in a situation where um, the Democrats essentially try to, as, as Ellis herself put it, 
uh, run out the clock. And, yeah. you know, before you know it, we're in the middle of January. Mm-hmm. And we're just and we're just getting to SCOTUS with like a week to go before uh, the inauguration. Right. So. Which I have a feeling is probably going to come down to that. Um, it's going, it's probably going to get pretty close. I think mm-hmm. it likely given all of the, um, given all of the legal challenges and everything that mm-hmm. this runs past the previous record of getting certified on, I believe it was December 13th, uh, with the Bush right. v. Gore election way back in the day when I was still a squid. Yeah. Which, which I remember that one. That yep. 2000, I was 20 at that time. So I, I remember Man. that. That was, the, that was what was right. That was the first election I ever voted on. Yeah. Back yeah. when we were young men. Yep. Yeah, those were the days. That they were. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I, I, I did. Time. We had a paper ballot too. I remember going to the, it was like a, mm-hmm. uh, like a town hall and just going over there and voting there. And they, you actually did pull a lever and and oh, no all kidding. that kind of stuff. It was it was it was like the old fashioned voting ballots. It was it was awesome. Oh hey, Red's in the chat, and she just called us old dinosaurs. Shut up, Red. Oh jeez. I <laughs> say I didn't I didn't see her pop up. I'm gonna have to look on this. Oh, yeah. I purposely popped it up in case she showed up. <laughs> ah, yep, there oh, she yeah. is. Yep, yep, yep. Go figure. Yep, yep. Nor- normally I was. Res- Normally, I reserve the shut-ups for Juan, but <laughs> he's not here. Yeah, I can leave it up to Red. Yep, she's cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, we are. We are on. Well, yeah. If you well, if you ask my kids, yeah, we're we're old. Oh, oh yeah, totally, absolutely. <laughs> so okay, so we've got that going out there. Essentially, they're blocking. Essentially, it looks like the judge upheld the injunction to block the official certification. Mm-hmm. And I do believe all in that same judge, he went on to say that it, that they can also essentially move forward with the whole case regarding the mail-in ballots being unconstitutional. Right. Sounds like he didn't say, I don't think he came right out and said they were, but I think he said, I think it essentially laid the groundwork for the Pennsylvania Supreme court. Right. To likely declare that, declare the mail-in ballots is unconstitutional. Now, if that happens, obviously mm-hmm. there's two different options that we are, that we're going with, which would be, it probably uh, flips the state for Trump mm-hmm. or they go, okay, this just disenfranchised so many voters or potential voters, we should say. Yeah. Because <laughs> given the sheer number of mail-in ballots and the fact that I, just as we were getting ready to go live, I saw, there was a Tim Pool video saying somewhere I didn't get a chance to look into it at all, but some places there were like over 700% more votes turned in than there were registered voters. Right. I don't know if that was Pennsylvania or not. It's just an example of the kinds of shenanigans that we're looking at here. And mm-hmm. in any case, uh, it could just void Pennsylvania, you know, right. not, not give the 20 electoral votes to Trump, but still take them away from Biden, which to right. make this a non-issue, all you got to do is get, you don't have to necessarily get Trump to 270. You got to get Biden below 270. And mm-hmm. that I'm pretty sure would force a 12th amendment um, contingent election in which the state delegations wind up deciding right. the president, which 
hello, President Trump, for your second term. Because yeah, basically. Their uh, Republicans control it, and mm -hmm. they would be insane. Oh, yeah. If they went with Biden, because their constituents will openly revolt. I don't, oh, necess be I don't necessarily mean uh, sh shooting in the streets, but y'all ain't getting reelected. It ain't happening right. ever. Well, I uh, just want to say Red chimed in on the chat saying judge denied it at the Supreme Court in her state. Mm. I, I think she did share an article right okay. before we right before we went live. And right. I think they did. They did shoot it down. Well, you know what? Um, as I, you know what? Now that you mentioned, it, I think I did see uh, just snippets of that. Well, mm -hmm. there you go. OK, fine. So it is then on to SCOTUS, obviously. Right. There's nowhere left to go. Right. At least I don't think there's anywhere left to go unless no wait, they already went to the appeals court at the federal level and everything. Mm -hmm. So it's it it is on to SCOTUS now. Yeah. Um which it could be good news. And I mean with the with the Supreme Court the way it's at and what they just did uh, right before Thanksgiving, which was again, amazing to wake up to. Slapping Cuomo down. Yeah, we'll get to that. In yeah. just a little bit, absolutely, because uh, I, if there's any fun to be had is in slapping around Cuomo, mm -hmm. anyone named Cuomo, really, I'm okay with them getting slapped around. Ah, uh, yes. Metaphorically <laughs> speaking, there. Yes, yes. So wiki, we wiki. Make, let's make this very clear. This is all metaphorical, not yes. physical. We are okay? not. We are not advocating violence. No, I just want to see them publicly pantsed on TV. Yes. And that's what I yes. want to see. But even that, I mean, metaphorically. Again, metaphorically, because we don't really want to see that literally. Please, you know, don't yeah, sound right. Don't, that, I mean, that, you're going that, to anyway if you don't like that, That's a good point. Really, nobody really wants to know if, <laughs> if Cuomo is sporting boxers or briefs. No one really wants to know. Anyway. However, Red will. Red, Red just said in the chat that she will, and I, I can see her doing that. She Red, will literally. Red, Red, I'll bring the ladder. Oh, Margot too. I guess my, I, both of them can do that. That's fine because you know they're women. Who would who would go against? Who would actually go against women on this one? You know, honestly, I would pity the poor fool. I would I yeah. would pity the fool that just <laughs> go against either Red or Margot. Frankly, ah, uh, yeah, let him let him go down. <laughs> and I and I would be so thrilled to watch. Trust me. Oh yeah, I, I really would. You know, honestly, I I do kind of. I do kind of advocate for that. Anyway. Yes, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but not Any, us. Anyway. But no, not me, because I'm dead <laughs> bad because I'm white and male and, yes, and scary. We, we're, the, we're the scourge of the country, apparently, at least according to the woke left. Well, I mean, dude, look at you. Look at you. You're <laughs> you're you're a neo-Nazi skinhead. Oh, I know. I I'm, mean, how about that, huh? You know, I'm clearly a neo-Nazi because I'm going for the Viking look, and all Vikings yes. are, are Nazis. <laughs> Yes, I am part of the superior race. <laughs> that sounded more like Sprocket than Nazi, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, you take what you can get. I don't do good impressions, but well, <laughs> apparently that well, apparently the Sprocket thing is goes really fun with the kids. I, I show up and I tell them I am Hans. Hello, my name is Hans. I like to talk <laughs> you see, to see that you do well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ooh, but the superior race. It's funny, my it's funny, my I was actually just mentioning this practice to my kids because I don't know, my kids were goofing around and one of my daughters like did a what was basically a sprocket walk and I'm like <laughs> I saw that before like twenty years ago. But anyway. Yes, I know. I it's 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 pretty funny because like I you know, I'm 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 Irish and uh Scottish descent. I can't do Irish or Scottish accents, but I could do a German one. I have no German in me at all. And yet here I am. <laughs> 
you know, it's like, I, hello, I'm Hans. I like a fun, fun, fun on the Autobahn. Um, <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's awful, but oh, well, I mean, you know, I take what you can get, I suppose. <laughs> Margo hey, doesn't know what a, people with it. Poor Margo doesn't know what a sprocket is. Just, just <laughs> oh, go, go, watch old, go watch old SNL clips. You'll figure it out. Don't worry. All right. Yeah. So, so okay. We so we've got that latest development that right. uh, Pennsylvania, the, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court said, "Eh, you know what? You should have done this before the election." Which, to be fair, some people were saying that if you really thought this was a problem, you should have brought it before the election. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But there's two reasons why that criticism only has a little bit, uh, it doesn't have as much validity as one might think. One, because as Alice herself pointed out, they would have just said, well, there's no injury here. What are you complaining about? Nothing right. bad has happened. Um, yeah. You know, there, there, there's, no, there's no one here that's been harmed at all. So why am I, why am I wasting my time looking at this? That's what exactly. the judges would have said. They would have said, eh, get out of here with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, you know, let me know when you've actually had something bad happen. Mm-hmm. She's absolutely right. I'm sure that's exactly what would have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, how, but, and then the other part of it is what, what, what were the Democrats doing before the election? They were, right. they, they were run, they were jamming up the airwaves with claims that Trump was trying to suppress the vote. Exactly. That he was. You know, literally stealing mailboxes off the streets, sending his <laughs> hordes of henchmen, little frogmen, running about oh, yeah. to the world with loading, loading little mailboxes up on top of fledgeman <laughs> trucks and driving them away to be held hostage until right. after the election. <laughs> and where are the conspiracy theory dot jobs? Uh, Give me a freaking break. What and and well and what's funny is that what two years ago they were the the left the left were screaming about the whole dominion voting thing mm-hmm. and how that can easily be hacked oh yeah, yeah. And i mean here we are yeah. i mean they they spent i mean obviously they spent four years going russia 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 exactly and, and you know everywhere there's russians and they've all they're all massive computer hackers and i'm pretty sure they can hack into like they they <laughs> they, they, they can get off the boat they can get mm-hmm. off the boat in Maine and hack into a voting machine in freaking Santa Barbara with yeah. nothing more with nothing more than an old Paul pilot and a paperclip. <laughs> That's basically what they were doing for the last four years. And now, it, now this year was the most secure election possible. Absolutely, ever, yeah, ever, ever, ever. As my five-year-old would say, this means not really. Yeah, anyway, exactly. Um. So. They spent all the time doing that. And then right before the election, of course, they were going off with this whole Trump's pressing the vote. Trump's trying to sabotage the uh, Postal Service so that they can't get the mail-in ballots through. And all of that, ta- saying they were worried about um, direct election interference, ballot stuffing, mm-hmm. uh, the machines bit getting hacked, uh, possible Russian or Chinese interference again. Uh, saying We might not know the results for months after the election. Yada, yada. They spent right. months saying all of that crap. And then all of a sudden, after the election, and it apparently goes their way, they're right. all like, that's the most secure election ever. Don't oh. even look over there. There's, there's, uh. there's no man behind the curtain. You fool. <laughs> the hypocrisy knows no bounds with no, these guys. No, no. It's like, yeah, you know what? You know who remembers all of that? Do you, re- do you remember them saying all that? You know who remembers Pepperidge Farms? You know what? Yes. Screw Pepperidge Farms. <laughs> I remember. We all do, and so do 73 million Americans. Amen. Hallelujah. Because yeah. 
this is all it's all it's all highly irregular yes and, exactly yeah that's what it, it it gets me is because they were mentioning again the whole russia thing as you mentioned mm -hmm. they were talking about how the elections were possibly you know there was something up with it until until what we saw in the election which was just the weirdest election I've ever seen in my life. The most just a, suspicious just election I've ever seen in my life. I went mm -hmm. to bed thinking, because I, I didn't stay up for the whole thing. You know, I had to work the next day. No one, um, yeah, no one stayed up for the whole thing. Yeah, no one stayed up for the except Like, Trump pretty much had it. And yeah. it was almost, it was 2016 all over again, basically. And yeah. then I woke up, and I'm like, okay, really? What the heck's yep. going on here? Why is, why is all this, like, I, hasn't been decided? Election's over. Yeah, I mean, especially like Georgia and North Carolina, they were at right. like 90, 90 plus percent for hours. Exactly. Hours. And, like, and I don't will, give me that crap. And I will say Fox ticked me off. I was, that's what we were oh, watching. Arizona. Arizona. Your, I'm like, yeah. why did you call Arizona? It doesn't, this doesn't make any sense at all. Yep. You know, and so it just there's a lot of fishy things happening. And I knew it was going to be off because of the mail in ballots and all that kind of stuff. But then waking up the next day, I'm like, this is something's not right. This is yeah. going to be a fight. I, I can already see it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that whole, it is red points out in the chat, the whole stopping the count. Like, what? You know, no, you wimps. You slam yeah. a friggin' monster and you keep counting. That's what it, that, this is what we do every single election. How come all of a sudden they're stopping? Yeah, exactly. Like, there's never been a close election with people pulling all-nighters before. Give me a flipping break here. And, yeah. you know, just any... Well, without spending too much time on all of that, uh, apparently, now, uh, getting back to more recent developments, mm -hmm. Powell finally file, filed her lawsuit. Yes. That finally happened, and Lynn Wood filed one in Georgia, and I guess Powell filed another one here in Michigan. Yes. And I haven't had the time to seriously look into them, but it essentially says in more detail, mm -hmm. goes into more detail about what she has been saying about Dominion and that these systems can be hacked, that they have been hacked, that there's a history of them mm -hmm. not just being hacked, but actually being intentionally programmed to flip elections, whether it was under the Dominion banner or under the Smartmatic ba banner, right. what have you. Uh, all of the above. Because apparently, you know, and first of all, just as an aside, this is where people like Shapiro piss me off. Right. Because he'll go, well, he's like, well, you know, uh, you know, City Powell claims this and this and this, that Dominion and Smartmatic are essentially the same company and everything. Mm -hmm. And he's like, but Dominion says they had no relationship with Smartmatic. So there you go. I'm like, what? Um, okay. No, no, this is the way this works, Ben. No. You don't. You don't go. You don't go. You don't go up to somebody that you suspect that, that you suspect of murder and go. Did you commit that murder? No. Well, I guess we're done here. Yeah, that's what. That's it how this like. works. That's what it kind of looked like. Yeah, and I agree with you 100 percent about that. I mean, I'm I'm looking at whether Margo's making a comment about that because she's a Daily Wire groupie. But... I, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but um but honestly, Ben does piss me off with stuff like that because he is. Yeah, he never he always applies his very considerable intellectual capacity to analyzing the official data. Right. But he never um, he never applies any of that 
impressive intellect to questioning the official mm -hmm. story ever. Yes. Like he never he never questions whatever the official sources say. This is it's this like, is what I don't understand about that because he's got like what you just pointed out. He's he's got he can crunch numbers, he can do all that. This is why I've been paying more attention to Steve Dace because that's what he does. Mm -hmm. And from the start, he said that this whole thing is fishy, the polls were fishy, and he's a data analyst. This yep. is this and he didn't vote for Trump at the, the first election. He right. voted for him in the second. Yep. And that's one of the other reasons why I like him is because he gives kind of like the the I would say the um the voice of reason. Because I, I don't want to be like I'm. A, I'm a huge Trump supporter, but I don't hang on every word Trump says. No, and nor should and anyone. No, and no one should. That's I definitely not advocating for that. Um, everybody has their flaws, but what I like about Steve, he brings balance to that with data, and he analyzes it. He points out his flaws, and he, you know, lifts up his triumphs. Steve yep. Dace has been baffled. But not yep. surprised. I mean, he's baffled, but he's not like completely dumbfounded because he saw this coming a while ago. Well, you know, and one of the reasons that and anyone watching why you should be paying attention to Steve Dace mm -hmm. um, and he's over at Blaze. Yeah. You should be paying attention to him because he was one of the first people in right wing media to start seriously questioning uh, the all the COVID information we were getting. Yep. He started questioning it very early on. Like mm -hmm. way back in way back in March, he was already going. This crap is not adding up. Right. He was one of the first ones to get Scott Atlas on. Yes. Who has now been? Who is now a couple of months? Couple, was it a couple months now? Well. Yeah. Whatever. I uh, you know is now on is now on the Trump COVID team, and has been out there, kind of tearing it up and slapping the media around, including uh, including our beloved uh, Governor Reich Marshall Whitmer. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and he, and he was and his analysis was correct. Mm -hmm. It he started questioning, you know, why is it's like he started questioning the math thing. Sorry. Right. And he starts bringing up all of this data and pointing out it's like okay, well, if it works so great, why is Hong Kong on round 3 of lockdowns? Right. You know, and so on and so forth. He start he was the first one of the one of the first, if not the first, to start picking up on the fact that Sweden basically wasn't doing any particular sort of lockdown. Right. Not an official government one anyway. Whatever yeah. local areas did, I do not know. That's not the point. Mm -hmm. The The point is that, oh, that as time went by, it's clear that Sweden had the better strategy. Exactly. You know, even if they had just as many people die or hospitalized or whatever, they did. They had the same amount of people without completely destroying their society. Exactly. Guess no. what? Guess who wins there? Um, well, because you know, well, it was a good comparison, in my opinion, uh, that he compared Sweden with Sweden Michigan. Michigan, right? Yeah, same population, uh, roughly the same climate. I think Sweden's a little bit more on the cooler side than we are. Yeah, um, which is crazy, but still, it is. Mm -hmm. um, but yet, they have far less deaths mm -hmm. and far less ho hospitalizations. Yep, and and their economy did not take a hit over this. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. exactly. Literally all of that. So they are questioning all of that and he's been thoroughly vindicated on the COVID yeah. stuff. And he also started quite started looking in, started looking into the polls leading up to the election. Right. He was like, there's just no way there's just no way that 
that these polls are remotely accurate with Trump polling doing so well, you know, you know, polling relatively well with uh, blacks and Hispanics, but polling, polling supposedly so poorly with white evangelicals is like that. It's just, there's just no way. There's just right. no way this is accurate. And he always, he was, he's, he's very careful too. He's not, he, he's not um, somebody who takes a couple of snippets of data and then runs off to some wild conclusion. Right. No, he actually, he's, he's careful. He's like, okay, I'm looking at all this. All I'm saying is that this polling doesn't add up. No. And that doesn't mean that Trump wins. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that Trump wins, but he doesn't lose with numbers like this. Right. It just doesn't make sense. And he's like, even, even comparing the polling data to like just the cultural environment right. where you've got, you got Biden supposedly up by double digits yet the environment mm-hmm. that we're in as the N- as the NBA starts going with far left talking points, the NBA viewership goes through the frigging floor. Exactly. Same with the NFL and the NFL learned the lesson quickly. They started to back off some of their messaging. Those two things, Biden up by double digits, with Kamala Harris as his freaking running mate. Exactly. And and a massive rejection of of this far left political messaging does not did not add up. And Dace was on top of that early on. Exactly. Again, before anybody else. And you know now again. Uh, he was very quickly on top of all the shenanigans with the election. Yeah. You know, and again, it's he's a data analyst. He's looking at the numbers and going, no, no, statistically speaking, you don't get these kind of state flips. You don't get okay. these. And he, he, he did a whole long episode, mm-hmm. uh, especially the way the mail-in voting works. It's very technical. It's very wonky. So you got to pay attention to it. Um, right. You can't necessarily do what I normally do and listen to these things at double speed. <laughs> you got to slow yeah. it down, slow it down at least 1.5 and pay yeah. attention because uh, he goes into a lot of detail and you got to stick with it. But essentially, it's the way the distribution works uh, is working one way and then all of a sudden it changes. Exactly. And that's and, and the thing about Steve made a point. And I'm probably going to paraphrase this, but he said that. Things that, in order for you to believe that Biden won the election, you either have to believe that a 78-year-old man from Delaware, who is basically almost a dementia patient, mm-hmm. got more votes than Barack Obama did in 2008, or people hated Trump so much that they came in in mass just to vote him out, which doesn't make any sense at all still, only for, because... Trump got 10 million more votes than he did in 2016. Right. Either of those don't add up. You have to convince me that Biden actually got that amount. I mean, he got more of the black vote in than Barack Obama did. No, 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 no. He got more people voting for him. Not more of the black vote because Trump actually did remarkably well among blacks. He actually cut oh, yeah. into that. He, he actually did cut, cut into that. He cut significantly into that, except, except as Crowder has pointed out, basically Detroit, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and Atlanta. Right. Uh, and, and, maybe, uh, and, and maybe Milwaukee, too. But um, from what I see in the numbers, those places still outranked. He Biden got better votes from the black population than Barack Obama did, even in those well, places, from what in, I saw. Well, like I said, in those places, but only yeah. those places. 
Right. Only those particular places. And what's and, and here's and here's another fishy thing mm-hmm. uh, that everyone should remember from election night. While before they did the whole uh, you know stopping counting thing, mm-hmm. it was remarked that Trump was doing remarkably well in right. Philadelphia and Wayne County. Exactly. Where, which is where Detroit is in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? I do not believe this. This is not. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they get their truckloads of mail-in ballots. In, and yep. they're all for Biden. Now, or almost all, like to a ridiculous degree. Yeah, it's statistically to, impossible for right. to be Biden. Yeah. And not yeah. not even just that, but it wasn't even it was to Biden nobody else. Yeah. And that that of course is another one of the things that uh, so many cases there's also apparently no down ballot. Exactly. And, and I don't just mean like they voted for Biden at the top and then Republican all the way down, which is exactly what the rest of the election results would suggest since the right. Republicans actually picked up seats in the house which no one was expecting. Yeah. And it looks like it looks like currently they're going to hold the Senate, although uh, we'll see what happens with Georgia. looks like the Republicans in Georgia are paving the way for the Democrats to screw them right? Uh, by not demanding any sort of uh, amendment to the way that uh, they're conducting elections down there. Which yeah, is just it's going to be the same exact thing again. They, they have not done anything different. Georgia will not be anything different. And that's mm-hmm. what the, it makes no sense to me at all why they're not going after, especially now. Georgia apparently is the pivot for the Senate right now. And so why uh-huh, wouldn't you be going after them harder? You should be. Well, again, that's well, maybe that's where maybe that's where uh, Powell's Powell and Woods lawsuits will come in. Right. And as Powell said, blow up the state. I mean, because she's making not not just uh, accusations about the Dominion voting software, mm-hmm. not just accusations about voting irregularities. Mm-hmm. She's flat out saying that Brian Kemp was in on it, right? Which, and of that's, course, that's scary. It is scary. Uh, a lot of people balked at that, and I understand why. Yeah, because uh, he was a big Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. However, never underestimate the power of a wounded ego. Exactly. Because I, I mean, <laughs> oops. Yeah, that was as, my that was my mic. As we know. Um, you know, Trump also might have had a little ego action, wounded at ego action and his reactions to Kemp back in the summer. Because if you recall, uh, when Trump was early on, starting like back in May and June, starting to advocate for gov- governors to reopen their states and everything, mm-hmm. uh, Kemp was like, you know what, that's a great idea. I'm going to like, I'm going to reopen Georgia. And then like the next day, Trump was like, yeah, but not you. <laughs> uh, like Trump, what were you doing, man? It's like, like this little this this guy literally followed through on the advice you were just giving, and now you're dunking on him for it. That makes right. no sense to me. That didn't and make it, any it, sense it, to me either. And it is things like that that do make me question whether or not there really is a plan here. Mm-hmm. That Trump that is that Trump is uh, to be diplomatic, mercurial, right? <laughs> and well. Here's here's one of the things that because you, you brought up um, uh, Sidney Powell and, and all that. Here's here's my here's a theory of mine from what I've seen, how like you've seen that the Trump legal team are distancing, distancing themselves from Sidney Powell. 
Sidney right. Powell is a highly respected lawyer. Yes. And she she has a huge resume and a very successful one. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember watching uh, Crowder and uh, his lawyer, uh, Bill Richmond, said that she is highly respected in that in that uh, circle. I believe she's never lost. Right. And um, the thing the thing that I'm seeing is that Sidney Powell is going after Georgia and now Michigan, whereas uh, Jenna Ellis is going after Pennsylvania and Arizona. I'm mm -hmm. thinking that they divided and conquered. That That's they're distancing very... themselves so they don't go public with a lot of the stuff they have, just mm -hmm. to just keep everything under the radar as much as possible. Let the media gawk at them, let Twitterverse cog at them or whatever, and just go in and just like release the Kraken when they're not expecting it. I mean, to use the term that she's been using, that she seems right. to be very popular for. I, of course, am skeptical. I'm going to be skeptical. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, part of me is like, okay, well, the biggest thing I pray for is not for Trump to win because I, I even though I do want him to win, right. I want exposure for whoever is trying to screw with the election. Yeah, Complete, utter exposure. Bring to light anything that's corrupt and just attack it and destroy it. So I, whether Biden wins or not, I want to be able to have faith in my vote. That is what's important right. to me. Right. And that, and that is one of the biggest reasons why this, all this does need to go forward. Yeah. And also, well, actually first, um, before we get there, cause that's more of a wrap up stuff. Um, right. With, uh, Powell's lawsuit, I noticed um, Matthew Hammond, who's off, who's often in the chat, uh, he sent me some stuff from, uh, let me look at, you know, I think I accidentally uh, closed down that window because it was on Chrome and those Chrome dinguses keep always giving me new, uh, popping up advertisements now all of a sudden, left and right. And so anyway, let me see if I can bring this up on my phone. Yeah, Marco like, in the chat, she's like, I live in Illinois and my vote never mattered. And I just wrote, Illinois sucks because of Chicago. And I, I feel bad for her because, I mean, I think, you're, I, I think your vote does matter, Marco. But Chicago basically decides what's going on in that state and sometimes even Springfield, too, but mainly Chicago. Yeah, unfortunately. Okay, uh, it was from uh, Joseph A. Camp. Uh, mm -hmm. Matthew Hammond sent me uh, a short thread from that guy. And he's basically saying that his team had hacked a server. Um, it had hacked a server uh, run by uh, what was it? Eric Coomer, I believe is his mm -hmm. name, the uh, big time Dominion exec yep. and Antifa supporter, as it turns out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. strange coincidence. Weird, there. right? Yeah. <laughs> and. Um, basically saying that a lot of the stuff that they saw in those servers is in the Powell lawsuit. Now he didn't mm -hmm. go into any detail, which I would have really appreciated because right. I mean, it is initially I'm like, Holy shit. Uh, this was, mm -hmm. this is significant. Right. Um, then I, I all honestly, my critical faculties kicked in. I was like, uh, so what were you doing with this information? Were you, it kind of says they were doing some posting about it. Huh. Oh, so, but, and then they got shut down. Uh, from you know because they were posting about it, but okay. What else were you doing with it? Were you just sitting on it? Or, huh? or another option is they actually said, you know what? Maybe that's where Powell got her. You know, maybe that. Maybe who knows? Maybe that's the source of Powell's cracking. Right. It's 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 very possible. I I think 
Powell was trying to be discreet. She's just trying to tell the public, okay, I got something, just just back off or let me do my job. Because the pay, the the public, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that because if she, if that's what she wanted, she would have kept her mouth shut. I, I think so. I, I don't know. I, the way I've seen it is that I think she's trying to, like, she doesn't want people to lose confidence. Although I guess if, if she, what she's got to bring, if, it, if it makes a difference, it's not going to matter whether she's got the court of public opinion on her side or not. I mean, she presents the facts and they get, and and it actually makes a difference and starts turning things around. I guess it really doesn't matter, but I don't know. It just, it does not seem something just doesn't seem right that she'd be like saying all these things. If she didn't really have something to bring to the table, it just, she's risking what disbarment or at, at the, at the very least, um, you know, public shaming to a point where she might face lawsuits in the future. You know, I don't well, know. Here's well, I would say Powell presents us with with the old trilemma. She's, uh -huh. you know, liar, lunatic, or Kraken releaser. <laughs> so for those who might be unfamiliar, uh, you know, there, the, the trilemma was proposed by C.S. Lewis and is typically applied to, to Jesus. Jesus. He was either a liar, a lunatic, or Lord. That's it. One, Once you said that, I'm, that's immediately where where I went my head on. Yep. It's like, okay, you're talking about Jesus now. <laughs> yep. So she is either, you know, running a very ill-conceived grift, right? Because I mean, if she does, if it turns out she has nothing, mm -hmm. and I don't mean that she has to win. It just turns out that she really has nothing, right? Uh, her credibility is completely shot. Mm -hmm. This this will be the most un the most unsuccessful grift ever. Exactly. Or she's got her own version of Trump derangement syndrome, and has just mm -hmm. lost her ever loving mind. Which mm -hmm. a whole lot of previous previously seemingly sane people have lost their mind. Or, exactly. Um, previously sane people have. At least got you know lost one or two marbles, if not all of them. I would put Eric mm -hmm. Erickson in that category. Right. You know he's 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 lost a couple. He still got a lot, mm -hmm. but you know lost a couple. But if if that if this is Powell, she's she's just you know if the lunatic thing applies, she's just she's lost all of her marbles. She's just exactly. Gone. Or she has what she says she has, and you know she's you know she is. Uh, she is Powell, destroyer of worlds. Man, I hope it's the latter. I really do. I mean, I know what the odds are, but you never know. I'm I'm going to be cautiously optimistic about it. I um, think I I think there is some reason here, and a lot of people also dismiss Wood uh, because he's very public about his uh, uh, uh about his feelings on things. But mm -hmm. never, but don't forget. He's the guy who got Nick Sandman, uh, who made Nick Sandman a multimillionaire. Yeah, <laughs> part owner of CNN. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, he's got. You know, he, he he got that kid hundreds of millions of dollars in in settlements from CNN and the Washington Post. Mm -hmm. uh, so good. Don't dismiss Lynn Wood. You know, either. It, I I'm not going to dismiss them. I am just going to be like, okay, well, you guys, time is ticking here. So time is definitely ticking. And Absolutely. You and better uh, be we, delivering. 
We need the, and we absolutely need them to deliver. And I think, like I said, I think they're waiting to drop the bomb on SCOTUS. Right. That's what I think the play has been. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to get there and then, you know, then, then we'll open up Pandora's box. Mm-hmm. And I think that gets into what we can, uh, what we, what we can uh, start to wrap this up with is speculation on what happens after, because it is pan- put it this way: if they have half of what they say, mm-hmm. and I don't even mean just Powell, I mean uh, Ellis and Giuliani too, because if right. they can prove, if they can prove that there were enough fraudulent. Uh, enough, enough questionable votes, enough questionable practices to either flip or throw out the entire election. Mm-hmm. This is Pandora's box. Right. So what happens when Pandora's box is opened? So predict a, basically uh, if what you're saying is they have something and the election gets flipped, what happens after that? Yep. Uh, riots. Uh, first thing that comes to my mind, there's going to be riots. Um, the media is going to lose their ever-loving mind. Um, we may see it, it. It may be riots on an epic uh, proportion, like we're talking every major city. Um, and it's going to be. It's probably going to get really, really ugly for a while. Um, however, here's the thing. I think. Should that happen, I think Trump is going to kick it into full gear. He's not going to sit around and hope the states take, you know, do what they're supposed to do. And I think he's going to go and bring the guard in. He's going to just go full on. He's like, look, I got nothing to lose now. So I am going to come in and take care of business. And he's going to be called a dictator. He's going to be called everything under the sun because he did that. But it's going to, it's going to send a message saying, you're not, we need law and order now. And we're not going to, I'm not going to take it anymore. I don't care if you, you know, he's basically going to tell the States, you don't, you need to get control of your people or I will. And uh, I do, it's going to be, it's going to be basically 2016 times 10. I think it's just, they're going to find something. It's going to be, they're going to try to get him out of office. They're going to try to impeach him. Again, although I don't think they may have enough people in the House to do it at this point in time. They keep dropping. Seats are dropping left and right on the Democrats. So I don't know. I I don't know if they have enough, you know, even though they still have a majority to do that. But they're going to find ways. They're going to try to get them out again. Or heaven forbid, they're going to try to assassinate them. That's not outside the realm of possibility. It gets directly into the follow-up question is, okay, see... What you just described is what happens if, say, the Ellis and Giuliani version carries through. Right. If the if essentially Trump winds up winning because of their case, mm-hmm. which is essentially that there are that there were voter widespread voter irregularities, essentially coordinated by the Democrat establishment. Mm-hmm. Put it that way. However, Powell's case. Powell's case alleges far more than that. Mm-hmm. Powell's case essentially alleges uh, global Illuminati level conspiracy. Right. Again, if she has the Kraken, this is way worse. 
this will be more than just riots. Right. There, I mean, there will be riots. My, yeah. You know, don't, don't you doubt that. Mm-hmm. This will be way worse than that. Because if she has the Kraken, if she can't, exp- and, and these are all big ifs. Mm-hmm. These are all these are all big ifs. This is a, this is the speculation portion that I warned you about at the beginning. Okay, guys. Right. So, so again, everything I'm saying is 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 ifs is ifs on top of thens on top of maybes. Okay, so that's understood. Self awareness is present. All right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 this is not the tinfoil hat being on. This is saying, you know, if the big if happens, what happens from that? Okay, so. Again, big if she has it, it exposes it does expose a literal global conspiracy of elites, mm-hmm. and it will definitely be the same people behind all this great reset talk. Mm-hmm. How do they respond? Because this is more than just you know uh, typical uh, power hungry politicians. Or people mm-hmm. who people who want their their favorite uh, politician in so they can get the laws passed that they want. This is we want to well reset uh, mm-hmm. the 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 global political the global political and economic stage, and we will use any means we can to do it. Mm-hmm. And they will be and again if she has the goods. They are they are exposed, and they will probably be exposed by name, or at least we'll be able to connect the dots to figure out who some of them are. Right. That's pitch. That, that isn't just there's riots from you know Antifa and BLM and the usual suspects. Mm-hmm. That's that's potential pitch for that's potential pitchfork and torches time. Right. That's like that. That's the peasants rise up, mm-hmm. and 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 you know and, and kick the uh kick the corrupt prince out of the tower right that's that that's that level mm-hmm. um and then how do those elites respond because you know they've got their islands and their i mean they literally have their own islands with, well with, with, sydney with their powell didn't kill herself that's all i'm going to say sydney powell well, didn't kill exactly. herself exactly. if she exposes them <laughs> right right um you know i mean they're literally on they, they, they literally have you know private islands with with bond villain mansions on them yeah exactly i, I mean look at epstein yeah that was, was a bond villain compound i don't care who you are yeah that's Epstein, epstein was 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 what came to my mind like the people the same right? people that were involved with that are probably involved with all the other stuff that oh. we're seeing all the corruption oh, oh yeah you know and oh, yeah. so yeah I, I, when I, what, what i was talking about was Basically, it, the sad part is the best case scenario, like the election gets overturned by Ellis and Giuliani. But if Powell does her thing, it you're right, it will be much worse. Mm. Um, as far as how worse, I don't know. Like it's because they're you're talking about almost like Hydra, you know, their their tentacles are in <laughs> yeah. deep in so Everywhere. many different governments yep. worldwide. We're talking, I'm I'm talking like you know, we're talking satanic levels of influence Mm -hmm. and beyond anything physical, we're talking spiritual. I fully believe it's almost like basically setting the stage for, you know, the antichrist. 
in, oh, in, in we, many cases. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We we don't fight against men. We fight against principalities, principalities exactly. and powers here, buddy. Right now, whether that's uh, whether it's ushering in the end times because that's that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. Um, which I I get drawn into a lot and I just say, well, I don't know. And not right. even Jesus knew at the time when he was in his ministry. So I'm not going to sit here and predict anything. However, I will say that what we're seeing transpire is epic level proportions of satanic involvement in our governments oh, yeah. worldwide. And I can, I can definitely see like if anybody has any exposure to them, it could cause a lot of chaos. They don't, they don't, they like to stay in the shadows and then convince you that they're the good guys. However, if Powell opens up Pandora's box mm -hmm. and I don't know that they'll be able to stay in the shadows anymore. Yeah. And then they're, you know, how, uh, I don't know. I mean, That's it could just be like, you know what? Fine. Mask off, gloves off, let's go. And, right. <laughs> and I, I could see that. I, you know, it could just be like, well, okay, fine. You, we tried to, we tried to be nice when we were taking you over. Now, right. now we're going to not be nice anymore. And yeah. what I would say is you're going to get definite, there would be definite, some sort of economic retaliation. Uh-huh. Uh, and there would probably, and we all know that, well, now I don't, I don't want to invoke he who, who he who shall not be named, but there's a certain he who shall not be named, uh, who is rather famous for screwing around with the British currency, <laughs> is rather proud of his achievements in that regard, right? And, um, and and who literally aided and abetted Nazis and <laughs> in persecuting right. his own people, but anyway. <laughs> Which, again, but, I mean, I believe is a tool. I believe is a complete tool for somebody way bigger than he ever will be. And I, yeah, it, well, yeah, I it, it, this is a theory. Again, I'm not yeah. going to sit here. I'm, I'm not prophesying. Yeah. I'm not doing any of that. I am just saying from what I see, and the, and and this is and this is only what we know. Mm. And but we see a lot. And and now with social media, now with with. I can know what's going on across the world in mm -hmm. two minutes or less. I mean, that's how intertwined this world is now because of media. And from what I'm seeing, it's ugly. It's really, really ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I guess I think you would possibly get an assassination attempt on Trump. Exactly. I mean, cause it, you know, it, it's so funny. I, I never would have imagined Trump being anywhere near this kind of level. I mean, I, I, I didn't support him in the primaries. Yep. I thought I I thought I never think I didn't really think less of him. I thought, well, he's just a a New York businessman, a a, a douchebag, if you will. You know, <laughs> it's like whatever. Oh, definitely you know? a douchebag. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> it, when he ran for president, I'm like, oh, really? Are you kidding? Jeez. <sighs> and then and then he wipes him out in the primary. I'm like, oh my gosh, really? I'm gonna have to support Trump because I'm definitely not supporting Hillary. So right. it's like really, I have to support Trump. And I'm like, okay, pull the lever for him. Ooh. And what's, what could happen? Well, I was pleasantly surprised. And then, then him slapping the media around was just like the highlight of, I mean, of who, the whole president. He's who, the who, ultimate troll. I mean, I've never been more entertained in politics in my life. 
I know. At the, at the very least, it's been it's been a highly entertaining, if at times highly frustrating, four years. But at the same time, though, I mean, I'm when I watch Ben Shapiro's video and Steve Dace's video regarding how they used to be, yep. not Trump supporters, and then now they yep. became. Trump has made some major accomplishments that I would love to have him back in the president's seat again oh, yeah. to, to continue on. And especially mm-hmm. since he doesn't have to worry about reelection, he can just go and do the things that more things he can do and make our country great again, technically, you know, I'm again, I'm not MAGA to where I hang over every word he says, but I definitely am impressed with his leadership, you know, despite the st- his Twitter and whatever. Well, yeah. And especially given that he has had basically everything against him, obviously the Democrats against him, obviously the media against him, Hollywood, um, Hollywood, uh, wall street in many cases, uh, many, many Republicans, a lot of the Republicans, including, uh, you know, obviously the deep state, the bureaucracy that just is always there who has, openly stated that they have mm-hmm. undermined him and yeah. his agenda in many cases rex tillerson was publicly doing it right you know during his brief time as sec- secretary of state thankfully brief time but not brief enough right exactly and you know then the COVID thing happens and oh yeah did, did i mention that uh, most that a significant portion of the churches are against him as well exactly. so uh, he has had literally almost every single institution in this country against him exactly. and and his agenda. The fact that he's managed to get anything done mm-hmm. is shocking. I mean, he oh, has, yeah. I mean, and and you know, and you know, it, to be perfectly honest, he hasn't gotten nearly everything done that he promised. Uh, right. But I think he's at least tried to do most of it. I think what well, he's done, he's done most, well, I, I wouldn't say most, but he's done a lot of what he's done, he's, but he's still, he's, done, he's still, he's done more of what he want of what he promised than frankly, any politician in living memory. Exactly. At least for me. Exactly. Um, yeah. You I, know, which is a remarkably low bar. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I've, I, I barely, I, I was born when Carter was, was president, but I don't remember any of that. I remember no. Reagan. Right. But. You know, and going that far, Reagan to me was probably compared to Trump as far as policy and conservative policy was probably second best to Trump. He was the closest. Actually, and you know? actually, that's shockingly true. Which yeah, I, is this one of those things? Like, what? How is yeah, that no. true? How could that possibly be true? And yet, it is. Do more, he's yeah, he's more conservative in his policies than any other conservative prior to him. Uh, I guess Reagan probably would be the closest. I don't want to dismantle Reagan's memory because I no, love Reagan. Yeah. But in all, if we compare, you know, but Reagan didn't have the issues that Trump has now. He was hated, but not, and he didn't have social media constantly badgering. He wasn't. Reagan. He wasn't regularly called a Nazi. No, no, uh, he was not. In fact, in fact, the Democrats and the Republicans actually got along a lot better during that time right. compared to now. We are way more divided than what Reagan was dealing with. Oh yeah, much way much more. Uh, but you know, as far as, okay, now what happens though, if, uh, well, well, let's say that it doesn't go Trump's way. Let's say Biden actually is inaugurated come January. Mm-hmm. What happens then? <laughs> um, I'd imagine that Biden or whatever, whoever's pulling his puppet strings is, uh, 
going to try to dismantle through executive orders pretty much whatever Trump has enacted or, you know, I can. He's, I can, he's already said he was going to do. Yeah, that. he's he's already. Yeah, he's he's going to try to push through as much as he possibly can. But the, the thing is, it's also going to depend on the Senate because he, he they lost so many seats in the House now. Um, if they if by it, it, there's two hypothetical reasons. Uh, one, if the Senate goes the Republican way, then basically there's going to be gridlock. He's not going to be able to do as much. Not possibly. as much. Although um, we've given so much power uh, to the executive branch. Right. That he'll and he will, of course, push it farther. He will right. get more done mm -hmm. than you want. Right, because there's going to be the squishes in the Republican Party that well, will, was, like, you know, and, and trying to, say to reach out, reaching out across the aisle, which I cannot stand hearing from them. It's like, yeah. really, give me a break. You guys are lefties. Just let, just say it. Just, just tell everybody. Just drop the R. Well, we please. know what we're talking. You know who we're talking about. Mostly, it's Romney, Murkowski, and Collins. Although there's, yeah. uh, although most most of them are squishes to one degree or another. Personally, like it, it was really sad because I. I, I when I when I was watching the election, I was like, when I see Collins, you know, because she, she was up for re-election. Part of me was actually, I don't root for Democrats, but part of me was thinking, like, how awesome would it be if a Democrat kicked your butt? <laughs> just, just, you know, because we might as well have a Democrat in there, you know, the way you the way you vote and stuff like that. Yeah. But unfortunately, she won. But I don't, yeah, yeah. and that's weird. I don't root for Democrats, but this is one of the times where it's just like, ah, I I would really like you to be knocked down. Only yep. for a Republican to eventually take you out, you yep. know, a couple years from now. Yep. But, now hopefully, um, hopefully, we get to hold on to those two seats in Georgia. I'm hoping. In which case, we won't have to worry about the squishes so much. Because mm -hmm. also, at least when it comes to anything radical, we can probably mm -hmm. count, on, count on Joe Manchin in West Virginia mm -hmm. to side with the Republicans. Right. You know, we, we can probably rely on that. And then also... That'll give us enough margin. We don't have to worry about Kamala coming in being a tiebreaker. Right. That's that's what I'm concerned about. If if the if the Senate goes the Republican way, I foresee more gridlock in in many cases. Biden won't be able to get as much done as he possibly wants, right. but still be able to accomplish some of the things through executive order, which that he may be pushed to do that. He should will. that you know. But then the other part of it, if he loses, if he wins the Senate and Democrats take control of that, then it's an open floodgate in some cases because the Democrats yep. now control the House still. Yeah. You know, not by much, now, but they still do. Well, and regardless of who winds up with the Senate, mm -hmm. here's the thing. It's and this is where uh, Mark started to make about uh, public perception. The court of public opinion actually matters. Mm -hmm. One is uh, to go back a little bit to how, well, actually, I think the court of public opinion will affect how SCOTUS rules. It mm -hmm. shouldn't, but it probably will, because a lot of them are people with their finger in the wind, at least a little bit. Mm -hmm. And they will go with where they will at least be influenced by whatever direction public opinion is. And if public opinion is that, look, there was fraud all over the place and they find that there is fraud mm -hmm. of some kind, then they will uphold it. Then then mm -hmm. they will be like, you know what? There was fraud. This election is bunk to whatever degree. 
and then you know it's off to the races on that road mm -hmm. however if public perception is no there was not fraud there definitely was not then even if they find evidence of it mm -hmm. they may well go ahead and leave the election alone i don't you and and don't say and nobody should say that it isn't possible because for crying a lot if you paid attention to any of john roberts rulings the last few years mm -hmm. the last like honestly like ever since obamacare first showed up before scotus right i mean the guy he's a piece of work let me tell you oh i, I cannot <laughs> stand roberts he no. is he is such an a, an awful squish yeah oh I, I think he's worse than a squish i think he's a traitor at this point yeah i yeah. I, I don't i don't necessarily mean traitor in the sense if he should be you know you know strung up traitor i a traitor, mean traitor uh, to the conservative un, constitutionalist if if you will a constitutionalist right. movement to, yeah to to the constitutionalist idea uh i don't philosophy philosophy yeah um i i think it's fair to say he's a traitor to that mm-hmm and um so anyway public opinion does matter mm -hmm. and i think it will affect the way scotus rules to one degree or another it, it, it'll at least be it'll at least be an influence mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, and, I'm, I'm thinking that as far as scotus is concerned that mm -hmm. i agree with steve dacey talked about that they will they will at least rule that there was fraud or there was something fishy happening, at least the conservative end will, um, whether it becomes majority, I'm not sure, uh -huh. uh, but they wouldn't overturn the election Yep. In, 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 in that case. I mean, that's, that's more of a possibility. Uh, however, in order for now, if in order for John Roberts to do that, he's got to get one of the conservative people on his side. And the closest he could possibly get would be Kavanaugh. But even then, that's kind of up in the air because Kavanaugh was, he was, even though he's kind of a squish, he's still more of a constitutionalist. And on top of that, the Democrats really made a spectacle of his life. And even though it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be personal, I would say still, I, I think that's going to have an influence to a point where he might not jump in with Roberts on that. I'd be shocked if it didn't have at least some influence. Now, no. um, now when it comes out after, now let's just say SCOTUS winds up ruling and this is essentially in favor of Biden. Mm -hmm. And that means the media is going to run off, it's going to be off to the races. They will, and frankly half the country, will consider the entire right utterly discredited mm -hmm. there will the, the 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 public perception of at least half the country which is the half of the country with all the institutions right will be that the right cannot be taken seriously and and, and that's at best right no credibility whatsoever and they will act whether they do or not they will act as though they have an utter mandate to rush through everything that, that they possibly can mm -hmm. which means they will run through a lot more executive orders than anybody wants to imagine. Right. And even if they're challenged in court, again, the right will now be considered as being utterly without credibility. And that will affect how at least some of these judges wind up ruling. It will be open season. Right. They, they will 
they will come in with a giant commie steamroller mm -hmm. and flatten it. I probably not, you know, it's, it's not going to go instantly to door to door gun confiscation, but no. they're going, but they will run through a lot more than like, say just the Shapiro's of the world are willing to admit. Mm-hmm. It will be worse than they think it is, or at least than they say it is. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it could be enough that it winds up, frankly, pushing us into a corner. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure you've seen some of the stuff that Biden has proposed in terms of uh, gun control legislation, like $200 tax on every gun. Exactly. As I understand it, it's not just every gun that you buy afterwards, it's every gun you own. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and they're even proposing a $200 tax on um, uh, on uh, freaking high-capacity magazines, mm -hmm. which, according to the typical left-wing definition, is basically anything over, like, seven or eight rounds or something, which is basically every magazine for every gun. Pretty much. <laughs> Except for subcompacts. Yeah. And, and revolvers. So... <laughs> um, let's just say... That that ain't happening. No. <laughs> there is no way that people will stand for that. No. I guarantee you, everybody with an AR has got at least five eight has got at least five thirty round mags sitting around. Exactly. You know, I, I promise you that. Yeah. I know uh, I know I know like, quite a few of them who do. Yep. It's like you're gonna come and you're gonna tell tax me well twelve hundred dollars between the gun and the magazines? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I, I do believe. Have you? Are you familiar with the Boston Tea Party? Yeah. Because that's about to happen. Right. <laughs> and a lot more than that. If you try to pull in that nonsense, now I don't think they're really serious about the, about the tax on the magazines. No. I think that I think that's thrown out there more to make it more likely they get the tax on the guns. To be perfectly honest. Yeah, that's. I'm thinking if they can at least tax the guns and then offer buyback programs or something like that to try. I mean, that I can see them doing that. Yeah, you know, and doing all that kind of stuff just to try to, as far as the the whole Second Amendment thing is concerned. Right. But you're right. I mean, we have potential should what you just say occur to possibly go into a civil war. It's it, there. It, if they try to push through some of the stuff they're talking about, and if they're mm -hmm. it, not just if they try, if they're successful in mm -hmm. pushing through some of the stuff they're talking about, yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah, I can. I don't see how it doesn't uh, how how it doesn't get there. Um, I mean, Margot's bringing up a good point. Uh, you know, they're talk. She's talking about like pregnancy centers will be will start to shut down. Uh, yes, they'll shut them down. It, uh, she's right. They will shut them down, and they will. No, I don't think they can force them to perform abortions. I don't uh, think so. I don't. I don't. I don't think they could. I. I. Well, our the ones that the one pregnancy center that's by me is publicly funded. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't get any government grants, so they would right. stay open, uh, providing that people you know because they're supported a lot by ministries right. and a lot of people you know and private donations and stuff like that, including us, mm -hmm. including myself. Yep. And so you know they would stay open as an alternative, but yeah, right. but some of the ones that aren't will probably yep. face shutdown or try to be forced. And, and I do, I do foresee a world in which they are forced to refer 
mm-hmm. or abortions to say, well, you know, if you choose this, you know, you can go over here. And yeah, yeah I can totally, yeah. I can see that happening. And mm-hmm. um, I guess, Margo, the reason why I'm not bringing that up is because we've been fighting the abortion fight for a long time. Right. And right. Uh, that is, well, it's a fight that overall we're winning. I agree. Actually, um, you know, the legislative wins have been minor. The cultural wins have overall been not nearly as significant as I would like. Uh, but all, but abortion clinics have been closing a lot. Mm-hmm. Like so, uh, in my area, there is there is one that does dismemberment abortions, and they they almost closed down. But um, law of unintended consequences, uh, others closing down in the area wound up all of their former business uh, went to this went to this one in Grand Rapids. So that mattered. Uh, everything else closing down kind of wound up keeping them open. Um, but uh, we keep 40 days for life going there twice yeah. a year. And uh, I do believe their days are numbered. Oh yeah, fact, I, I agree with that. They're they're already talking about when that gets shut down. They're talking about shifting their focus to the Planned Parenthood and Grand Rapids, which doesn't do full on full on dismemberment abortions, but they do chemical abortions there. Um, right. And so, and also, I'm also speaking in terms of things that are going to trigger uh, massive, uh, so more societal disruption and everything and you know what's going to trigger that what's going to trigger us to go down the path to truly go down the path of no return right where american society is just done uh as as we know it where shots are actually fired when shots are actually fired exactly that's, that's this is the part that i get i i get so nervous about in many cases just simply because I, my heart would break to for my kids to have to see a war in their own backyard, you know, yeah. the fact that they would have to witness or be a part of it. A civil war is not just, it's 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 like you could be fighting your own neighbors, literally. Yeah, and, and it is it is frustrating. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Um, I mean, let's let's be honest. We're we're it's possible. It is, oh yeah, it's very I mean, possible. There's, there. There are honestly, I think there are more scenarios that lead us there right now than there are mm-hmm. scenarios that don't. Right. It's just a question of how long and exactly what shape it takes. Because mm-hmm. again, if uh, Pandora's box is opened, we're looking at, you know, you know, any fun BLM uh, slash whoever their handlers are, essentially trying to probably trying to bring down the country. But well, that's when you've got, you know. Your your uh, pickup trucks full of rednecks and the U.S. military, mm-hmm. um, mostly on the side of right. Exactly, exactly, and, and, and they don't the, <laughs> they don't and, realize who they're. The, this is the side that believes strongly in the Second Amendment, and right. I'm more. I would be more worried about citizens defending themselves with their armaments than the military in many cases because here's here's the thing someone brought this up uh on twitter a while back and it just made me laugh i'm like they're saying oh so you know you think you can go up against a tank with your rifle or your handgun and be like well at least i'm armed you know i'll be like i'll be like like venezuela i'm not not going up against a tank 
with I'm not going no. up against the tank with my AR, you idiot. But yeah. guess what? They sleep sometime. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's the thing. Like, so you would rather see the the you know, because in Venezuela they were running people over with tanks and stuff like that. Yes, they were. I would rather have a gun in my hand, at least I have a chance. Right. I mean, there's ways to do it. Yeah. I mean <laughs> I mean I, I think uh I think they need to think about how much trouble Afghanistan and Iraq have been, how much trouble Vietnam right. was. We vastly exactly. outgunned <laughs> all of these people. And yet they are a massive pain in the rear end. Exactly. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> Red just said she needs a pink tank. I'm just, now I have this image in my head of Red in a freaking pink tank. <laughs> endorsed. endorsed. Yeah, I, I, we endorsed. Really yeah. endorsed. I, I, I'd be more worried about Red. I mean, you know, because I don't think Red really needs a tank, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, you know, uh, you know the Margot remarked she's never even touched a gun. Margot, if you want, I will, you know, if you're ever if you're ever up my way, let me know, and I will teach you how to shoot. Yeah, don't <laughs> don't be – hopefully you're not afraid of them. You know, be be willing to to at least – you know, get a handgun, learn how to defend yourself. You live around Chicago for crying out loud. You need one. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't know. I don't know the full extent of all of Illinois' laws and everything. I know it's more onerous than it is in Michigan. There, there yeah. is. I got my, I got my buddy that actually lives not that far from where she lives, and he owns a couple of guns himself. He knows, he knows the right channels. I just, I don't remember what all the laws are, but you can own them. Right. It's just, right. it's a lot harder to get your hands on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I you mean, know, and clearly. the suburbs are a lot easier to get your gun hands on guns than than Chicago proper. So, which she lives out in the suburbs, and so does he. Yep. So he, well, you there, know, there's a better chance. You know, and here's the, you know here's the funny thing. People, and this is the the this is a uh, kind of in response to Margot mentioning she's in a wealthy suburb. So am I. Uh, you know what? Uh. If I was a bad guy, you know where I would go to be bad? I'd go to the wealthy suburbs. Exactly. Because everybody feels safe there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, uh, this is, it's almost a no-brainer. Just fortunately, most criminals don't have any brains. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, they tend to stay in their areas where, you know, people might be more in the guard. It's also, you know, they're cops may or may not be around, but the cops also aren't spending a lot of time in the wealthy suburbs. Mm-hmm. They'll respond to a call, right? But that doesn't mean you have to get called. I'm just saying. Yeah, in <laughs> my just, neighborhood, if I was a bad guy, I know where I would go to be bad. Yeah, and not in my neighborhood. My neighborhood is a very proud, gun-toting neighborhood. You, oh yeah, you will more than likely you're going to get shot if you try breaking into a home here. Oh yeah, and, and this is the difference between um, like a Michigan suburb and an Illinois suburb, right? Uh, a, a Michigan suburb. You're still going to have a lot of people with guns. Yes, <laughs> you know, a lot of hunters uh, in, in the state. Exactly, exactly. There's a lot of hunters. There's a lot of big two A people, and mm-hmm. everything. Just, and that's a kind of almost everywhere you go, other than the east side of the state. Right there, the criminals have all the guns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have that. there's days where I wish we can just annex Detroit into Canada or something, you know, and just. Be done with it because you Detroit drives the rest of us. Just, just take everything from Ann Arbor right. on, yeah, onto Lake Huron. Just, just, just take it. Literally, they take cool. the state. They take the state down. 
I, I think yeah. Crowder pointed out like our murder rates are high only because of Detroit. Now it you know you don't see a lot of that. It, I mean, you see it, but not as nearly as much in right. Grand Rapids and even no. Lansing. Mm-hmm. It's but you get you get Detroit and Flint yeah. are are what drives the state's murder rate, you know, through the roof. And it's just those two areas. Yep. Oh yeah, it really wow. is. But in any case, um, so I think no matter how this election thing goes down, they are gonna. It's gonna be wild. Right. It's a question of when it gets wild and how wild. Exactly. And a lot of ifs right yeah, now. There are so many ifs. There's so much uncertainty, and it's it's hard to predict anything mm-hmm. for with any sort of certainty. I mean, how many different scenarios have we played out? Uh, right. You know, it's, and and all the sad part is all of them are plausible. Exactly. They are all plausible, and you know, it, you know, certain things. It's like I am fairly certain that if you know. The, I, I will predict, obviously, that if Trump winds up winning, Molotov fly. Absolutely, mm-hmm. there is no question about this. Ah, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's Molotovs are going to fly. It's going to be insane. Um, right. You know, whatever, how long that goes, and everything. That's a lot more up in the air. Part of me, I'm sorry, but part of me would actually not not that I want the cities to burn, but to see the meltdowns on social media from the left after that happens. I know. Would just, I know. Just, Especially as they've been gloating their butts off on on me, on social media with, with with intensity, including my own family, and I would just like to see how they would react if it got turned around. Just yeah, just grab the popcorn and just watch. Here's, watch here's it my as my spirit animal Dennis Leary once put it, it'll warm the cockles of my heart. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I do enjoy doing. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm. I, I, kind of off the subject there, but I, what I've been doing on Twitter is I've been going after the, the COVID, uh, right. the COVID like fear of mm-hmm. people that are fear mongering for COVID and me and red have actually been doing this together on, on Twitter. Um, and I just been pointing out the utter hypocrisy and it's almost like a contest now between me and her on who's getting blocked more because I just, I don't put up with the name more. None of the she, because I'm just, I'm so it's just dumb. I am so tired of the left, like putting she. This one person was putting up like what it takes to put a ventilator in you. It's like this is what you're going to deal with. Enjoy dying. I mean, just vicious tweets. And I just started saying, well, I'm assuming you're saying the same things to all these people. And I was pointing out the Biden celebrations, yeah, and George Floyd, and all these different things, celebrations. And you know, all of a sudden, finally, I got blocked because they just they don't have an answer. That. No, no, they don't. It's, it's, there isn't one. The hypocrisy just knows no bounds with the left yeah. here when it comes to COVID you know, or the election. Yep, you can't go. To, you can't go to church, but by golly, you can film your Hollywood movie. Yeah, exactly. You can like, film your Hollywood movie. Uh, it, it doesn't. It doesn't make any. Uh, oh, the, I'm sorry. The whole Newsom thing. Uh, liquor stores and strip clubs can be open, but not churches. Give me yeah, a break. Yeah, it's like you like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say that that lap dance has a bigger, better chance of giving me COVID. Uh, Just call yeah. me crazy. No, give me. A <laughs> well, she's wearing an ass though, so it's cool. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy. Uh, uh, it's like, I come just, on, guys, really? This is this is the thing that that gets me. And but I, you know, it's come to the point. I will say this, Trump has emboldened people like us, mm-hmm. particularly I'm, I'm going to speak for myself. I don't want to speak entirely for you, but I, I, I've seen it where 
I am more bolder confronting people now about oh, yeah. the hypocrisy on the left, yep. confronting the media crazed uh, uh, leftist media, leftist social media. I'm confronting yeah. these people on the basis of, look, you are being hypocritical. You're telling me yeah. I can't open my church, but you can definitely have all these leftist protests. You can riot in the streets and that's okay. You don't hold them to the same accountability as you hold me. I don't think so. And I'm going to point it out to you and you have no leg to stand on. And yet they still, they, they're out there fear mongering for COVID. It's like really yeah. people don't you, yeah. you're, the lack of self-awareness, especially like people like Newsom talking about like Freaking Newsom Laney. Oh, Newsom has, he uh. just put out a tweet about supporting small business. You shut them all down. Are you Again. kidding me? Yeah. You have and no self awareness. No, no, and I guess L.A. just put out some order for like everybody in the county to stay the hell home. And like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so glad I don't live in California. I'm honestly, I'm holding back because there's so many things. The internet's forever, and so there's so many things I could say, but I'm not going oh, I know. to. Because, I, know, you know, I know, I know, I know. All I'm saying is that we we should never hold back on confronting these people and no. showing them how utterly hip hypocritical they're being and, and keep, sh and, sh and the, the thing is you might not convince them. And I really don't care. It's the people that are on the fence, looking down at our conversations on right. Twitter and right. Facebook and parlor or wherever we're at the, the, squishy, the squishy middle. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to want to know, okay, well, what do they have to offer here? What mm -hmm. are they, you know, who's more legit and they're going to see yeah. more and more that, we are, if you, if you're on the right, you are mm. right. If yeah. it ain't right, then it's wrong. That's why I tell people, you know, not because we're superior, not because we're perfect, but if you want to look at facts, this is what we're trying to bring to the table. And you mm -hmm. need to weigh these in because if you base everything on feelings, you're going to go up and down and you're going to crash and burn. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it, uh, I'm, I'm tired of the emotional manipulation and I agree. I am much, I am much more confrontational now than, than I used to be. I mm -hmm. was, you know, I was always the guy that I was, I was the reach across the aisle guy, the, the reach across the aisle guy. I was mm -hmm. the, I was, you too. know, one, you know, who would bend over backwards trying to find common ground. Now it's, I, I kind of, I kind of don't care anymore because no. I don't see, I, I don't see with a lot I'm not going to say all, I'm not, but with a lot, I don't see any real attempt to actually, to actually try on their end. No. And it's not even an honest attempt. I mean, for them, and let's be honest for us too, to, to a degree, you know, common ground being a moderate means frankly agreeing with us. Exactly. <laughs> you know, um, I'm at least, I, I'm at least willing to admit that, you know, no, I don't want to, I don't want to compromise. I want to convince mm -hmm. you. All right. But, I want to convince, and here's where the real difference is. I am willing to, I want to convince you. I don't mm -hmm. want to shut you down. Exactly. I don't want to censor you. I don't want to cancel you. That's mm -hmm. the difference. That's the real difference. The real difference isn't in like one's interested in compromise, one's interested in common ground, and the other isn't. The mm -hmm. difference is one is honest about the fact we're not terribly interested in common ground, but I want to earn you coming over here. Right. I, I, I want to, I, I, I will, I will build the bridge, not so we can stand in the middle, but so mm -hmm. you can walk across it. 
Exactly. The other one is like bridges. Well, yeah. where's my detonator? Exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I want, I, I want to, I want to destroy. Mm-hmm. I want to destroy the bridge. Exactly. And, you know I don't. No, you know what? No, I don't want to destroy the bridge. I'm going to walk across it, but I'm not going to walk across it. I'm going to go across it with a friggin' tank and destroy your ground. Exactly. And it will now be my ground. That's that. It, it's their idea of compromise is submission. That's what they're talking about. Yep. And they're going to ma- emotionally manipulate you as best as they possibly can to achieve that goal yep. and to make you to a point they'll make you feel guilty for not wanting to be on their side. And I just, I don't buy it anymore. I see right through it. And I tell people all the time, you know, look at the facts, look at, look at what we're presenting to the table. The, Mm -hmm. the media is trying to emotionally manipulate you. That's how, that's how they, that's how it works. You know, Pete, the most, the people that are the biggest news junkies in my family and my friend circle are the most neurotic Mm -hmm. and the most TDS. And they have the most TDS in, in, their attitude it basically anything trump does is is satan or hitler or whatever other term they use and are uh-huh. almost crying at the fact that i support him and i literally one one of my family members started crying over the phone because i was supporting trump and i'm like you don't realize why i support him and i give him all the facts and all that but he's mm-hmm. so mean and he's so sexist and he does this i'm like Oh my gosh! Do you not do you not do any research at all? Is the only source of information the news? Because the news yeah. hates him. If I watch the yeah. news and nothing else, I would probably hate him too. Yeah, and this is it. It really is true. And you know, the people on the left have been saying this too. We essentially do live. We really do live in two different realities at this point. Right. Uh, you know, and 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 to a degree, our realities are shaped by whatever media it is that we're listening to the difference is that Mm -hmm. frankly the right is aware of the fact that they've got a bias yeah you know that that you know what there might be counterfacts you know counterfacts out there not alternative facts counterfacts Mm -hmm. things that you know (laughs) go against that that, that go against um whatever narrative whatever they, they seem to contradict the facts that i'm accepting from whatever media it is that i'm getting we're at least aware of that fact and some of us even go to the trouble of seeking them out. A lot of times you don't mm-hmm. need to because, frankly, too much of our media is spends its time reacting against whatever the left is talking about. So right. we usually know what they're talking about. We're we're usually getting a lot of we're usually getting a lot of left media just by watching and paying attention to right wing media. Exactly. Whereas exactly. you know usually when the left talks about right wing media, it's those Nazis over there said. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. it's it, you know the the. It's like, it's like you know, you might you might get the clip, you might get a quote, but it's probably very out of context. And exactly. you know, the right does that to a degree too. Uh, to be fair, um, and, and that's and I know I again, and we're I at least to, aware of it, right? I I don't want to seem like I don't want to be seem like we're arrogant, like we we're right and yeah. all that. I know you know it's like I joke around. Well, if it ain't right, then it's wrong. Well, the truth of the matter is, is that most people that I know on the right. You and I, people at Fighting the Void and other people, Blaze Media, we're actually trying to report truth. We're trying to show you what we've discovered. And the thing is, is that we're not trying to emotionally – now, some of them are, and and there's people on the right that do this. But Mm -hmm. to to be honest with you, like especially if you are religiously driven like us, we Mm – if we're trying to make our case – 
to the world on why this is truth and what they're saying is false, we are more accountable to, we are accountable to God, you yeah. know? And so for us to like, try to, if we're trying to manipulate the masses, we're not just embarrassing ourselves, we're embarrassing our, the Lord. And I don't yeah. want to be held accountable. I Now it doesn't mean that we're perfect, but it means no. that we're held to a higher standard. The right yep. is typically held to a much higher standard. That's why the left has been able to manipulate us, to be honest with you, because, yep. you know, because we're not willing to go for the throat that we're trying to find as much compromise and trying to love our neighbor as possible. They use that against us. But now. Oh, absolutely. The, the problem is, is that we a lot of us on the right, we're having a wrong impression of what it is to be like Jesus, you know, and the left would throw into our face. Well, Jesus was compassionate and he didn't judge and all that, which is completely utterly wrong. I mean, he was compassionate, but he didn't, he judged. He had every oh, yeah. reason to judge. And mm -hmm. he told us not to, not to assume, like when it comes to judging people, we don't assume their motives. That's not the kind of judging that we're not supposed to, but we are supposed to judge situations. You know, yep. if you're in a dark alley somewhere and you've got four guys that, you know, are, you know, that look like they're dressed in leather and they got knives in their hands. I'm going to judge probably what's going to happen at this right. point. I am not going to go down yeah. that alley because there is a good possibility. These guys are going to mug yeah. me. Okay. If yeah, they look yeah, like bugs, probably, they're going to mug me. That. So that is probably. the right type of judging. It's, it's the judging of, you know, what their intent is like, you know, like yeah. I can't assume other people's intent. I just, I can see the situation and I can judge it thoroughly. I'm yep. kind of going off into a tangent, but the point I'm trying to make here mm -hmm. is that Jesus was very righteous in, in his actions. And yep. the thing is for us on the right to sit here and watch our culture become shambles, just to let the left destroy our culture, to promote abortions, to promote promiscuity yep. and, and, and all the violence we see that. Yeah. You know, we got here largely because, well, for a variety of reasons, but one of the one of the contributors is definitely the fact that we had, had this, we, we've developed this innate desire to be, try to be nicer than God. Oh, you know, that's, oh, yeah. oh, he doesn't, he doesn't, he, he doesn't, he doesn't judge and all of that. It's like, no, 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 no. As you, as you point out, Greg, he most certainly does. Even at, even at Jesus' most compassionate, mm -hmm. when, uh, you know, when he steps in to save Mary Magdalene. Right. It wasn't, well, yeah, glad I saved you from those judgmental assholes. Uh, have fun doing your thing. Right. No, it was, it was, uh, it was okay. Yes. Hypocrites. Yeah. That doesn't give you an excuse. Go forth and sin no more, lady. Exactly. And I'm actually going to talk about that tomorrow in my sermon. Fantastic. No. Or, 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 or Zacchaeus, you know, mm -hmm. You know, Jesus, of course, because he's God, he knows, okay, this guy, this guy's looking for a chance. This guy's looking for a chance to turn his life around. Mm -hmm. And he's like, hey, come to your place tonight. And, you know, Zacchaeus is all like, awesome. And um, I got to do some sort of thing. I'm going to, you know, basically pay back everything I owe in like, like four times more. Right. <laughs> you know, everything that I ever stole from somebody, I'm going to give that back. And a whole heck of a lot more on top of it. Jesus exactly. didn't wasn't like you know. Jesus didn't was like oh you know what you know water under the bridge man past right. past just you know go forward now and do good no mm -hmm. penance restitution yes uh, mm -hmm. he willingly accepted that because he was judging that his life up to that point had.
been wrong. Right. Plain and simple. And he also recognized that Zacchaeus wanted to go forth and sin no more. Exactly. Um, That's notice how he added that go and sin no more. He did that with the with the woman who committed adultery. It's it's the same exact thing. It doesn't mean that he's that they're gonna not fail because we all fail because we're human. Uh, but he told them, go sin no more. This isn't a license to sin. This is basically yeah. I am he 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 basically he helped them, he healed them, he restored yep. them, and then he gave them instruction. Have you noticed that mm-hmm. like when when G- Jesus doing something like that, he's actually he heals you or he restores you, and then he gives yep. you instruction. It's not the other way around. He doesn't, he doesn't tell yep. you you have to clean yourself up before you get restored. He restores you, he heals you, he shows you mercy, and then he gives you instruction. Now, this is what you do in order for you to live a righteous life. Yep. You know, yep. it's it yep. otherwise we'd never be able to attain. If we had to try to become righteous to be healed, we'd never be able to make it. It's it, that's impossible for us. That's why we yeah. need Jesus. Yeah. And I like what Margot said. Thing. She said we don't judge souls. That's what I was yeah, trying to exactly. say. We don't yeah. judge souls. Yep. You know, it's, that's not our job, you know, but no. we do, we should judge actions and, and yeah. the left is just stop doing that thing. Stop yeah. doing the thing. Yeah. Don't do it. And, you know, and I, I don't, yeah. it, it's, well, the, the, the thing is, is that it just, it, to see the left manipulate Christians and I've seen them, I see it happen all the time trying to use Jesus against them, even going so far, you know, if you want to say about the COVID saying that Jesus would have wore a mask, which is just not only unbiblical, but moronic, you know, that's the kind of stuff they're doing to try to manipulate the Christians into submitting to their ideals. And I'm Uh sorry, but you know what? We're fighting back. We're done. We're done with this stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. I am so sick of the, of the compassion of the, of the compassionate Christian response. And like, Oh, give me a flipping break. I am not going along with this nonsense. No, no I'm, in I'm fact, not going I'm ready to toss with... temple tables is what I'm yeah, ready exactly. to do. I, I'm not, I'm not going, along, going along with this BS. No, yeah. no. I'm not. No, it's just it... not happening anymore. We're tired. I mean, grant, grant, there are far too many that are, that are willing to wholeheartedly go mm-hmm. along with it. Way right. too many. But there are definitely a very committed chunk of us that are like, no. No, <laughs> I, I don't know. No. This is this is wrong. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend that it isn't. And it's not because it feels uncomfortable on my face. It's because right. you're, de- yeah. you're dehumanizing people. Exactly. You are turning us yeah. into you're turning us into faceless little cogs that walk around on the street and we consume and we work and that's it. And you're trying to drive us into being little drones that live in our little pods with our recycled right. crap del- delivered by other stupid little drones. And it's just not <laughs> gonna happen. I'm not here for it. And I will. I mm-hmm. I will fight against that bull crap until I am blue in the friggin face. And you know what this, mm-hmm. and you know what, I, I think this is a, a good spot to start to wrap this up because this fight that we're in, it is not just physical. It is not just spiritual. It is not just legislative. It is all of these things. And it is all of these things combined. Every exactly. single one of them. And it, it's, it, this isn't, this is literally an all hands on deck situation. And what I mean by that is not, I don't mean that everybody has, you know, has to be prepared to like take up arms and, and, and go storm the Capitol or anything like that. That's right. not what I'm saying. Okay. I, you know, 
might there be come a time when something like that does need to happen? Yes, that is, there is that it is it's possible. Let's let's. I'm not saying I want it. I'm not right. advocating for it. I'm just saying it's possible. Should that time ever come, God forbid, right? There will be people who need to do that, mm-hmm. who are willing to do that. We will need those people. We will also Absolutely. need we, we fr- frankly we will also need the people like Margot who have never picked up a gun and had no particular interest in doing so. Exactly. We will need we will need those people to be backing up everybody else on their knees in prayer. Exactly. We will we will need we will need the fiery the fiery rhetoricians like mm-hmm. like red the people who will go out in the public square and say no this is the way it is it will mm-hmm. this we are in an all hands on deck situation and we need yes, we everybody to step up and do whatever your role is exactly whatever it is. I don't, yes. and I don't know what your role is, mm-hmm. but, but you've, you've got to figure that out. You, whatever your role is, you've got to figure that out and you've got to step up and do it because mm-hmm. this may, you know, we're, we're in, we're in a situation and that it's, we are, we are, this is why we're doing what we're doing right now. Um, we are fighting against the culture. The culture yes. is politics is all downstream from the culture, is what Andrew Breitbart said, and I fully agree with him. Amen. This is it, it, we can fight politics. I mean, it doesn't matter who sits in the White House at this point. No matter who wins the White House at this point, or even the Senate or, or the House, the battle still rages on. Our culture is crap, and a lot of it is because yeah. the church sat on its hands. It doesn't. Yep. It doesn't matter. And, Pick a church. It doesn't matter. The church. And, the, and this general. is a part. And this is a part. From the political situation, this is this is apart from the current situation with the election. Our culture has been heading downhill for a long time. Long time, uh, you know, and it's just it's just kicked into overdrive in the last right. let's just say roughly eight years. That has right. really kicked into overdrive, and it's like you know stepped on the gas even more in the last couple of years. Yes. And like I said, it's not going to get it's not going to get fixed by Donald Trump. It's not going to no. get fixed by a SCOTUS ruling. It's not going to get fixed by any of that. What those victories do is they buy us time, and that's it. And right. by God, we kind of wasted the last four years because mm-hmm. Trump was a I mean him winning. I recognized it. It's a this doesn't solve anything, but it buys us time. And let's right. let's face it, we sort of wasted it, which is part of why we're where we're at right now. We did, we did. We can't waste any more time. We just can't. No. And I think we're, I'm going to leave with this. Mm-hmm. St. Cardinal Newman, St. John Henry Cardinal Newman, to get the full thing right, <laughs> he had a thing. Everybody, each soul on this earth, me, you, everybody watching, everybody that will watch this, all has a purpose. We all have some divinely ordained task that only we can do. Exactly. You have got to spend the time in prayer to figure out what that is and go out and do it. Exactly. I don't care if you're afraid. I don't care if I'm afraid. And we need to hold each other accountable on this mm-hmm. because we will be afraid. Don't kid yourself. Right. Don't kid yourself. Directions that this could go, I promise you, you will be afraid. If not, you are lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. But. You- We've got to be willing to push through because by golly, we we're not there yet. Right. We're not there yet, but it is time to remember that the early Christians faced going 
to face getting sent to the lions right. for the crime of not giving of, of not burning incense for the emperor. Exactly. We have to remember that during World War II in Germany, I just talked to a friend, uh, to, to a friend of mine the other day. Her great grandfather was sent to a concentration camp because he insisted on going to mass. Mm-hmm. He was unwilling to give up his faith. He was willing to give up his freedom for the sake of his faith. Exactly. He was willing to give up his life for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. There are millions in China that face that right now as we speak. Exactly. And, it is, and we continue to face it. It's That situation has arisen even in this country. A lot of people don't remember this, but the Columbine shooters, mm-hmm. and obviously this is not government oppression, I'm not saying that, but mm-hmm. the Columbine shooters, they were asking people if they were Christians, if they really believed. Right. And if they said yes, yeah. they were shooting them. Yeah. And that happened. Yeah. Uh, there's actually a book about there about that about one of the about one of the about one of the girls who got shot. Uh, she said yes. If you can mm-hmm. find it, go out and read it or listen to it. Whatever. It's pretty darn powerful. Yeah, Michael W. Smith wrote a song about it that was just incredibly powerful. There you go. Yeah, it's... so figure out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Figure out what your role. I don't care what it is. Yeah. Maybe your role is is, is to is 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 to train and be willing to defend your neighborhood. Should yeah. it come to that? You know, should should the anti from mob come come rolling through? Right. Maybe your maybe your role is just or all of our roles is pray, but maybe your specific role is to be a prayer warrior. Maybe your specific role is to make is 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 to is, is to make make sandwiches for the for the people go going out and and protesting at your state capitol. Yeah. Maybe yeah. your role is to write. Maybe your role is to be a podcaster. Whatever. Figure it out mm-hmm. and do it. Everybody, God has a special talent for everybody. He really does. And like you said, pray about it, seek him and you will find. He he said, knock and the door shall be open for you. So if you trust in the word, if you trust what he says, do it, go out and pursue it. Don't just sit at home wondering whether God's going to talk to you. Go out and seek him, talk to him, hang out with him. He will reveal himself if you let him. Yes. One way or another. Probably not with angels on high, but yeah, maybe. <laughs> he it, the, the, he uses a still small voice. Now he does come in a there thundering voice too, but it in no, nine times out of ten, it's going to be a still small voice. You'll know it. Yes, you will know yep. it, and you're going to see it. Yep. So, and that is a good place to leave this off. Mm-hmm. So we'll be back next week uh, with another uh, related episode with Jeff Dornick talking about his uh, latest book release, Church and State. So uh, I'm sure that yeah. will also be interesting and a little fiery. <laughs> but as we all know, that's always more fun. So oh, yeah. until Absolutely. next time, keep praying and keep praying.